Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday, the 23rd of June. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, this is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's go straight away to the scores on the doors. And despite the fact that we had a very nasty day yesterday, down 119 points on the ASX 200, 1.6%. We were looking at Armageddon in some respects, and Dow futures were pointing to a much lower market, although we did see a very wishy-washy kind of volatility day on the Dow. We had a high of 52 points up and a low of 116 points down. Dow Jones closing down five points. 33,947, pretty much unchanged. NASDAQ rallied 128 points, 0.95%, 13,631. The S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, as it always is. 16 points better, 0.37%, 4382, closing back in on the 4,400 level. The VIX volatility index, though, fell 12.91 it is now, down 2.2%. And a little bit of an explanation in Henry's take today about that VIX volatility index and why it is showing such a reduced level from its long-term average. Whole new phenomenon in the US at the moment. Spy futures! After that drubbing yesterday, you would have hoped we would have seen some uh, buying today for a little bit of a book squaring in front of the weekend, but not to be, at least... As far as the SPY goes, down 7 points, 0.1 of a percent. European markets floppy as well. Stock 600 down half a percent. FTSE down 0.8 of a percent. Germany down 0.2. France down 0.8. Spain down 0.7 of a percent. The big news coming out of Europe last night was the Bank of England surprised the market with its 13th consecutive rate rise and went for the bazooka. They went 50 basis points. So that was a big, big rise there. So um, UK rates highest they have been in 15 years. FTSE down 57 or 0.76 of a percent. Looking at uh, US stocks trading, NVIDIA pretty much unchanged. AMD continuing to be a little sloppy, down 1.3%. Netflix down 0.5%. Meta The artist formerly known as Facebook up 1.2%. Tesla up 1.2% actually. JP Morgan down 1.9%. Bank Citigroup down 1.7%. Goldman down 1.7%. Bank of America down 2.1%. Wells Fargo 1.2% down. Amazon in the tech space having a good night. 4.3% better. Alphabet up 2.2%. The company formerly known as Google Microsoft up 1.8% and Apple up 1.7%. So some good moves there in some of those tech stocks, not all the tech stocks. Uh, In Europe, the European banks eased, UBS down 1%, Deutsche down 1.4% and Barclays in the UK down 3% on the back of that big rise in interest rates in the UK. They have what they call the mortgage bomb, which is similar to our, our mortgage cliff here, I guess. 
in terms of those fixed rate loans in the UK. They've got 7 million uh, borrowers have fixed rate loans which are running off at some stage. So they call that the mortgage bomb. In the bond markets in the US, we did get uh, some more testimony by Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell, uh, a little less hawkish uh, in his second day. Uh, US 10 years, 3.797, up 7.4 basis points. The US 2 years, 4.79. Aussie 10s back above 4, 4.01%. Bitcoin enjoying a good gain, still pushing higher. Uh, just above 30,000 at the moment. The Aussie dollar coming under some pressure as well, 67.55, and the US dollar index up 0.3 of a percent. Looking across at commodities, oil had a bit of a nasty night. Brent crude down 3.6%, $2.80, and WTI down $3.38, 4.7%, back below $70, 69.12. Good for inflation. That is for sure. Uh, the uh, interest rate hikes certainly outweighing what we saw as lower U.S. oil supplies. So that is uh, uh, outweighing the surprise draw in U.S. oil supplies uh, last night. In other commodities, we saw gold as the U.S. dollar increased down eighteen dollars seventeen nineteen thirteen point five down one percent. Platinum down two percent. Silver down one point eight percent. LME copper prices up 0.13, nickel down 0.2, aluminium down 0.4, zinc down 0.2, lead up 0.2, ton down 0.4 of a percent. And yesterday, of course, uh, no uh, iron ore or dalian iron futures because we did have China and Hong Kong both closed for Dragon Boat Racing as their festival day. Coal, smidge higher, about 1% higher, nothing else in any of the other commodities to speak of. Looking at our commodity stocks overseas, BHP and ADRs, that's American Depository Receipts, down 1.7%. Rio ADRs, down 0.5 of a percent. Freeport McMoran, down 0.1%. Alcoa, having a shocker, down 4.3%. Tech, down 1.3%. Anglo, down 02 Glencore down 1.3, Vale down 0.5, Arbomile down 1.9%. But as far as big news coming out of the US goes, Powell once again saying the Fed will proceed with interest rate hikes at a careful pace as they approach the end of the monetary policy tightening phase. It was interesting to listen to him talk about cars and speeding. As he says, as you approach the town, you slow down from 75 miles per hour and you gradually slow down to 30 miles an hour as you get closer to your destination. The Fed skipped the June meeting, but is now expected to resume raising rates in July, of course. Not only have we got the July meeting to come, but we've also got the Jackson Hole Summit of Federal Federal Reserve and other central bankers from around the world flying in to Jackson Hole to talk economics. So that is always an interesting moment and last year proved to be a pivotal moment. On the US market, consumer discretionary led five of the 11 S&P 500 industry sectors higher and the VIX index, as I said, down 2.2%, 12.91. New York Stock Exchange FANG Plus index, 1.5% higher. Uh, The US recession, more likely than not, apparently, according to Capital Economics, they're saying that while near-term risks have eased, they said the probability the US will enter a recession persists. In the latest American Association of Individual Investors weekly sentiment survey, 
bullishness towards stocks over the next six months fell to 42.9%, down from 45.2%. This is still above the historical average of 37.5%. Bearish opinion grew to 27.8% of respondents from 22.7%. So that is a contrarian indicator. Apparently, contrarian investors look for rising bearishness of a sign of diminishing risk in the stock market. Looking across to local news today, there is news out this morning, front page of the AFR. Uh, lithium producer Pilbara has uh, hired Macquarie Capital to begin a global search for its new partner to build a billion dollar processing plant. The goal is to convert spodumene to battery ready lithium hydroxide. Of course, Mount Weld is Pilbara Minerals' biggest asset. That is their producing asset for uh, spodumene, and uh, they're now looking to build a plant and add value. Uh, they're expecting it to be run as a traditional two-part process with greater emphasis on mutual benefits for the two sides. Given that Pilbara is sitting on a pile of cash, no surprise there that they're looking for the mutual benefit as far as uh, a partner goes. Had some news out from Cezil this morning. Issues a May business update. Total income 11.6 million, which is up 18.5% year on year. We've also seen APA Group out this morning. Estimates half year, uh, the half, second half distribution of 29 cents a unit. And in other news this morning, uh, let's see what else we've got. ASIC has released a report in, into general insurance pricing, uh, which saw... Uh, this follows the ASIC's intervention in October 2021, which saw 11 general insurers directed to complete comprehensive reviews to find, fix and report and repay for pricing failures. Another contract win this morning for Austal has been awarded a $46.3 million US Navy contract modification for its littoral combat ship. So some good news for them. Alchem downgraded to a hold from a buy at HSBC. And we've also seen Wilson's initiating uh, Beach Petroleum and Strike Energy with overweight ratings. Beach Energy has been initiated overweight with a $2.01 target, 47% upside. Strike Energy initiated overweight with a $0.52 target, 13% upside for that one. GUD Holdings initiated a buy at CLSA. Uh, They have a target price there of $11.80. We've also seen Charter Hall Long Whale Reet downgraded to neutral from a buy at City. So there's a little bit of action happening this week in those REITs with some revaluations that we have seen, taking into account uh, some of those falls in property values. I read today an article as well in the Sydney Morning Herald that demand for pub fare and alcohol and eating out is still not seeing any effects from the rate rises, according to the Endeavour Group. Uh, Dan Murphy is still pointing to the strength of the drinks business uh, as uh, something that they are still seeing, although it does seem as if high-end champagne sales have dropped and people are buying cheaper local bubbles. Endeavour reported a 3.7% increase in overall group sales for the third quarter of the financial year, coming at $2.8 billion. but analysts still remain cautious on the stock. In May, UBS analysts cut the company's 12-month price target from $7.15 to $6.75. But it does seem as if the interest rate rises have not yet had a massive effect on the Endeavour business, although it has had an effect on the share price. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And, of course, we'll be back again later this afternoon with the end-of-day report. 
And as always, may the trading gods be with you.